Hello! Welcome to Tay to Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about illicit affairs from folklore. Oh, so good. So good. And today, we are discussing the song Innocent from Speak Now. Mm -hmm. I think that's a noob, but I don't really know why. We'll see. And so I'm very excited for Gossip Gab this uh, episode. (laughs) Yes. And for all of our non-major Swifties, newer Swifties, moms and dads who listen who aren't Swifties, (laughs) this will be an enlightening episode to you, I'm sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Innocent is the 11th track on Speak Now. Speak Now was released on October 25th, 2010, and this song was solely written by Taylor. This song has only been played live once, and it was at the MTV Video Music Awards in 2010, Mm -hmm. which I believe just happened to be one year after the Kanye incident. Yes. Okay, and I, I believe we'll be talking about more of that. Yes, and we will we will discuss what that incident was, for those of you who might not know, in Gossip Gab. Indeed. So, Devin, mm. what do you think about Innocent? I have not listened to this song very much mm-hmm. at all, and I don't really know what it's about. I listened to it a couple of times, and it is really difficult to get it out mm. of context, mm. and... I think that is a major pitfall of a song. Yeah. If you're writing something that is specific to a very unique circumstance, if you're writing something that isn't universal, it makes it very hard to relate and thus sometimes really hard to understand. Mm. And that's something Taylor doesn't do very often. Doesn't do very often. I will say, you know, the song could be about like, in general, making mistakes. Sure. Kind of. Sure. I mean, there are very specific lines, though. Yeah, totally. You know, like, we can have our Septembers, you know, you're 32 and you're still growing up. There are some very specific instances that I think are, if you don't know what they're about, Mm -hmm. make the song a little, like, what? Like, why choose that line Mm. sort of thing? Mm -hmm. I I think the chorus works on its own, and I think that it stands alone. And so... It's the verses that get very specific and everything that if if you're not in on it, you don't really get it. Mm. The production of the song is pretty simple. Mm-hmm. It, it's a nice production. I really like the ahs in the beginning, the, the ethereal kind of background mm. vocals that are sprinkled in throughout the song are really cool. I think her voice sounds really nice. It's very airy and mystical and whimsical. And mm-hmm. I, I always like it when, when she sings like that. It's really cool. I really like the guitar on the chorus. It's mm. it's a really cool sound and it's a really cool lick. And, and I, I really enjoy it. The chorus itself, I actually really like mm. of this song. It's It rocks. It's really good. And the bridge is, is pretty good, too. It, yeah. it, it's pretty epic. I will say, though, that I really don't like the melodic change when she says, you're still an innocent, and it goes back into the like the dreary verses. Mm. So you're still an innocent. <laughs> yeah, it's very moody. Yeah, don't like yeah. that. I, I, I don't like that. Yeah, the, like I said, the bridge is pretty epic. It, it's, uh, what? which one is it like? Maybe a baseball dreaming. Maybe a heartless dreaming. 
Mm, back to December. Is that Back to December? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's got very Back to December vibes, that, mm-hmm. that bridge. Yeah, I feel that. I, I mean, I do know who it's about, but I don't understand what the song is. Yeah. So I don't think they'll be listening to it very often. I am, though, pretty interested to see how it lands on the re-record. Yeah. What happens with the re-record. I'm pretty sure she won't omit it from the record. No, because she's not going to do that she with can't. anything. She yeah. can't do that. Maybe she'll pull a girl at home sitch and change it around a little bit. Yeah, but I don't really think what's wrong with this song. Is the composition? Yeah. I see. Okay. <laughs> How about you? What do you think of this song? I think that this song has aged the worst out of any Taylor song, including Better Than Revenge. For me, it's just really hard to separate the actual song versus who it was written about and you know for that reason and then everything that's followed which i promise guys i'm gonna get into in gossip gab (laughs) this is just unfortunately one of my least favorite taylor songs wow and i'm really sorry to everyone who loves it i'm so glad you love it i want to hear about what you love about it but i think it's just a little too slow and moody for me Mm. like what you were talking about with the verses it's kind of like Uh, Yeah. There's some things that I do really like about it. I love when Taylor goes up on some of the lines with her voice, the wasn't it beautiful, like, Mm -hmm. I can't do it. But her voice sounds just super pretty there. And like you said, ethereal. I like that. I think her, her vocals are strong here. Yeah. I really like Nathan Chapman's backup singing on the chorus. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like a lot of Nathan Chapman's backup singing, but I think in some songs it adds even more than others, and I think it sounds really great in this one. And then, you know, there are some really good lyrical gems in the song yeah. that I like, especially about the idea of, like, redemption. I just don't really love the timing of the song, like, how, how she performed it at the VMAs and who it was written about. It just, it's like too hard for me to get past. Mm. And also, given everything that happened with Kanye eventually, it's also just like a hard subject matter. And it's yeah. also, it's just kind of a confusing song to me, honestly. Yeah. Same. Um, and I know way less about it than you do. I know. For those reasons, but also because it's kind of moody, just not one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I will agree. I think the bridge is really good. There's a lot of good in the song. I just think overall, it's like weird dreary dramatic Mm -hmm. kind of yeah which is cool like she tried tried something out she tried out a ton of stuff on speak now this is just not for me sure Devin, Mm. do you relate to this song (laughs) i I mean not terribly Mm. and i think that's another reason why i'm not really drawn to it Mm -hmm. i will say though i i really like the sentiment of today is never too late to be brand new yeah great line that's a really really cool thought Mm -hmm. and especially right now with you know everything that i've been dealing with with the pandemic and Mm -hmm. with my jobs and everything Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out you know my life professionally yeah it's cool to think that i could still be brand new every day or make something new every day and or it's not too late to figure myself out i like that you know i like that a lot i I really like that line yeah it's a very hopeful line in a very dreary song Mm -hmm. (laughs) which i really like that is something that i can relate to right Mm. now so uh, how about you do you relate i relate to the lyric wasn't it beautiful when you believed in everything and everybody believed in you yeah that's another good one There's just like a certain innocence that's lost as you become an adult. And I sometimes feel nostalgia 
for the time when I was like way more idealistic and believed in and saw the good in all people. And I was just way less cynical, as well as like the feeling that like you could do anything that you want to. And like I had a teacher who used to joke about like me being a future president just Mm. because I was like such a good student. Yeah. Even though I would never, ever want to go into politics, I just missed that level of someone believing in me, Mm. like that I could do anything. And I mean, I know there's plenty of people who believe in me. It's just this different thing when you're a kid where I don't know the possibilities seem endless yeah you know and i like that idea the brand new where you could recreate anything too. yeah i do believe that but like at this point in my life i'll never be president but that is not a desire of my heart yeah i mean <laughs> isn't one of the qualifications of being president being 40 years old yeah but like you have to have so like you could still be president. a life in do you though <laughs> we're not gonna go there <laughs> <laughs> let's not go there <laughs> Well, now we get to the segment of Gossip For those who don't know, Innocent was written as a response to the Kanye West incident when he interrupted Taylor's speech for winning Best Female Video of the Year at the 2009 VMA Awards, and he uttered the famous line, I'ma let you finish, but Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time, as 19-year-old Taylor stood there not knowing what to do. Yeah. Most people at least saw news coverage of that have seen something remember that happening picture of it other people talking about it in the media it was like all up in the news yeah the meme Um, i'm gonna let you finish yes but that was such a thing exactly yeah so it was a very uh, memorable moment and then for those of us who've seen miss americana taylor talks about the effect that that moment had on her and that when people were booing kanye she thought the whole room was booing her and things like that so this song was written As a response to that incident. Okay. So the hidden message in the liner notes of this song is, Life is full of little interruptions. Oh. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yes. In a New York Magazine interview, the writer of the article famously noticed a photograph of the image of Kanye stage crashing Taylor's acceptance speech, and underneath the picture was a caption, handwritten by Taylor, Life is full of little interruptions. Mm. Or someone maybe wrote it for her. So that kind of confirmed that that liner note was exactly about this. Wow. I doubt that that is still in her house, but maybe it is. Wow. But I kind of doubt it. you imagine? I mean, it was such a crazy big moment. And a lot of the stuff that was like the fallout of that time was like also very sad too in terms of like she was a real big fan of Kanye's too. Like she really liked his music. Right. You know, and when you think about like... It's very interesting looking and watching videos of 19-year-old Taylor having been on this journey with her and knowing who she is today. Yeah. How, like, deer in a headlights she is. Yeah. You know? And that she's just grateful. She was winning her first ever VMA. You yeah. know? She wasn't... She was, like, a big star and big in country music and was winning a lot of awards, but she didn't have the experience of having done it for years and years. She'd yeah. only been on the scene for three or four years. You right. know? She was young. Lyrics in Innocent that point to the incident, which you actually mentioned earlier, are... You'll have new Septembers, as the award show took place in September. And then, of course, 32 and still growing up now, as Kanye was 32 years old at the time. Interesting. Notably, John Mayer was also 32 this year. Hmm. And his age was also mentioned on this album. Yeah. So it's just, that's also notable that, you know, when people first heard the song, they maybe thought that it had to do with him. Yeah. So is she calling Kanye the innocent? Yes. So she's, is she... So here's the thing. Forgiving Kanye in this? Yes. 
Oh. So here's the thing. I'm going to read some quotes about the song, and then okay. I want to have a discussion with you okay. about that term. Okay. Innocent. Because okay. I have, like, so many thoughts and questions. Okay, okay. Okay? Sure. Okay, so in the Speak Now prologue, Taylor wrote, and this is in general for the whole album, mm. these songs are made up of words I didn't say when the moment was right in front of me. These songs are open letters. Each is written with a specific person in mind, telling them what I meant to tell them in person. Huh. To the beautiful boy whose heart I broke in December. To my first love who I never thought would be my first heartbreak. To my band. To a mean man I used to be afraid of. To someone who made my world very dark for a while. Mm. To a girl who stole something of mine. To someone I forgive for what he said in front of the whole world. Whoa. (laughs) So that that one is about Kanye. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Taylor confirmed in an interview with New York Magazine that the song was inspired by the 2009 MTV VMA Awards. She said... I think a lot of people expected me to write a song about him, but for me, it was important to write a song to him. Asked how the incident affected her, Taylor responded, It doesn't really add anything good if I start victimizing myself and complaining about things, because I'm proud of that performance at the VMAs last year, where my fans helped me get through it. I feel everything. I've never had this thick skin. It's not like I am bulletproof in any sense of the world. Mm. Which is interesting, because she definitely has thick skin now. For sure. And then also the bulletproof thing is like, tell me why. You may think I'm bulletproof, but I'm not. Mm. Just a little yeah. call in there. Taylor told Billboard magazine that she only penned the tune after taking several months to reflect on how she really felt. Mm. It took a while to write that song. That was huge, intense thing that resonated for a long time. It was brought up to me in grocery stores and everywhere I went. And in a lot of times in my life, when I don't know how I feel about something, I say nothing. Mm. And that's what I did until I could come to the conclusion that I came to in order to write Innocent. Mm. Even then, I didn't talk about it, and I still don't really. Mm. At the 2010 VMAs, as Devin mentioned earlier, Taylor performed Innocent, and the performance opened with a video clip of Taylor winning the VMA and Kanye coming up on stage. It didn't have his sound clip or anything, but there was like a video clip that started the performance. Yeah. About it, Taylor said, The song Innocent is about something that really intensely affected me emotionally. It took a while to write this one. I was fortunate enough to get a chance to perform this song on the VMAs, and that's the first time that anyone ever heard it. Putting out an album called Speak Now, where you're supposed to say what you feel when you know how you feel, I felt that performing that song on that particular award show was appropriate. Taylor often doesn't confirm who her songs are about, but she, in multiple quotes, made sure to confirm that this song was about Kanye. Right. So I take this song in this moment as Taylor forgiving Kanye, who you are is not what you did. And she talks about people have messed up, make mistakes. It's her forgiveness to him. Okay. And so before we discuss that idea and what we feel about it, for the listeners who don't know the full saga, even though we've covered it at different parts, but just in case they're coming in right now, in the years that followed, Taylor and Kanye did bury the hatchet and become friends. They had a friendship of some sorts. Taylor was friends with Kanye's wife, Kim Kardashian. You know, they were very, you know, mega famous. They'd see each other at award shows. And there were not, like, any incidents in the interim until... Mm. The whole famous incident, which is the song where he says, I think uh, Taylor and I might still have sex. I made that bitch famous. Whereas Taylor objected to that lyric and being called a bitch. And then Kim released the video of Taylor approving the lyric, even though the video was edited. Yeah. And it was a whole saga that led to the Taylor Swift is over party. Right. So when I say this song doesn't age well, it's 
Taylor for giving Kanye when Kanye four years later will ruin her life. No, not four years uh, later. Six years later I will see. ruin her life. I see. Like it doesn't age well because she's forgiving Kanye, who literally tried to end her career. Right. And you know, as a disclaimer, as we always bring up, maybe on a Kanye episode, is that you know Kanye is definitely very ill. Yeah. And it seems that there are not people in his life who are trying to get him help, right. or maybe if they are, they can't convince him to get the yep. help he needs. And so it's just very important to keep that in mind in this conversation, especially with like the current events where he's like calling out Billie Eilish for helping someone at her concert. Like, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. So it's just important to keep in mind he's definitely ill and he needs people in his life helping him and hopefully one day he'll get that help. But, yeah. you know, it hasn't seemed to be the case. Yet. Yeah. That's, Interesting. Yeah. So that's like the whole saga. And the reason people are like, oh my God, it ages so poorly is that there's this song written about Kanye when like all the future songs that maybe mention things about Kanye are so negative and this one isn't. Right. I just really don't like the idea of the term innocent because mm. the opposite of innocent is guilty. He wasn't guilty. Like, I like it just seems like it's just a weird word. You're still an innocent. Like, no, he's not. Like, yeah, he did that. But that doesn't make him an innocent like i forgive you is one thing but saying you're an innocent is i feel like a complete other thing Hmm. i also think no one is really an innocent but children sure yeah so i don't really like that term Mm. and then i really really dislike that she performed it at the vmas the following year with the opening of the thing yeah that's You know, it's just, for me, at that point, she was 20 years old. Yeah. So she had gone through and she wanted to have this, like, comeback of this incident and, like, say what she needs to say. And so often, what she needs to say and how she gets out her feelings about something is incredible. And we all love it. I just feel like it didn't work here because it kind of still doesn't make sense. Sure. But, like, there were a lot of critics who didn't like this song when it came out. And a lot of them found it to be kind of, like, I don't know what the right word is, like, talking down. Mm. especially with the term like you're still an innocent like instead of just like i forgive you for what happened to me it's like like you're still a good person even though what you did to me which is kind of like right well it doesn't feel like like she's forgiving him yeah it feels like she's kind of oh the word i was thinking of is patronizing yeah she's patronizing him yeah like how would you feel if someone said to you Devin, oh 30 and still growing up when you made a mistake. Yeah. That's patronizing. Yes. And kind of demoralizing and demeaning. Yeah. You know? And I mean, because she's this young woman who, yeah, seems to be saying to Kanye, like, yeah, you did this to me and it's okay because you're still growing up and you're still figuring your things out and like, and like, it's okay. Like, that's not who you are. I believe in you. Yeah. And it's like, maybe that is who he is and it, is who and, he and is. He, and he wanted to make sure that he said what he wanted to say on the VMAs and totally, like, be completely rude. Yeah, to he you. didn't care about her at no. all. And, like, that continued to show. Interesting. Yeah. Also, so the only reason I think of it being an innocent is if she felt like he was on trial for the crime of attempting to ruin her yeah. career. Yeah, so what's fair at that time is that the media took this incident and ran with it. To sure. the point where even President Obama called Kanye a jackass in yeah. like a 
interview. Yeah. There was a lot of pile up and it was a lot of like her, she's the victim. And it was also sure. like this like young white woman. Oh, yeah. The I remember victim. all of that. Yeah. yeah. And so the media was pretty intense at that time. So that is that kind of idea of her not necessarily forgiving him, but being like the media was way too hard on right. you. Like, so, like what you did was on, wasn't that bad. He was on trial with the public, basically. Yeah. Like court know? of public opinion, which yeah. he kind of always is anyway. Right. But, right. you know, up until that point, he seemed, it wasn't like how it is now with Kanye. We expect... Right. Him to have like outlandish remarks now, kind of, right? You know, yeah. I just, it's just hard, and especially like when you think about too, then like everything that happened, it's kind of like, well, right. If you if you take this song in the moment in time that it was, it makes sense, mm-hmm. and it was a song she needed to write. Yeah, she said like she needed to speak. You now. know, she yeah. had to had to do that. Does she still feel the same way? I don't think that she could. I, but she yeah. might. Well, she might, when we think about, like, how ill he is, but also there's got to be a lot of pain there. I mean, they tried to, like, literally end her career, and she was, you know, depressed and in hiding. Like, it was, it's bad. Yeah. And then the songs that she wrote after, you know, yeah, it's just a little hard for me, like, grappling with all those different things. And then the song is just, like, not really my type of song on top of it. Yeah, it's also not, there are so many stronger songs on Speak Now. Yeah. And I like response songs. Like, I like Dear John, you know? Yeah. I just, I think my biggest issue with the song is the word word innocent. And, like, the way that that's, like, the idea of forget and the patronizing nature of it too. Yeah. You know, and just like the performance at the VMAs, it's just like, I know she can write comeback songs in a in a certain way. Like she could have written a song for giving him in a different way. Sure. And you know, and I, I'm glad like she said what she needed to say and got it off her chest. Yeah. She also in that performance at the VMAs seemed so nervous. You can hear it in her voice. Yeah. And she like, probably was. She was really nervous to sing that song. Yeah. But she felt like she had to. And there, there's a lot of strength in that. And there's a lot of strength in forgiveness as well. For sure. You know? Oh, and, absolutely. And the fact that she decided to write a forgiveness song also and direct it to him, not about the situation, yeah. I think is, like, really powerful. Yeah. I just, like, wish I liked the song sure. more. Yeah. And then also, like, I'm glad she, like, was able to forgive him at that time, but maybe she shouldn't have let him get close to her sure. again, you know? Yeah. Given everything that happened. It's all very complicated. Yeah. And I was trying to find how Kanye responded to it, but I couldn't find anything. So I don't know how he felt about this one. Hmm. Probably his team was like, don't get involved with that again. (laughs) Again. You know? And then, like, because there's a lot about how he felt about the, when she had the statement on the Grammys about when he said he, like, made her famous and stuff. That's when he did respond and Kim responded and all the whole mess. Interesting. Let, Let us know what you all think. I know. Is innocent the right word? I want to hear, like, people who like this song, because I want to understand that, mm. like, and how people take it, and if people relate to it, I want to understand how they do. Sure. That was a very juicy gossip gab. I know. A, a lot of the Kanye songs are, <laughs> but this one is, like, really, like, the Kanye song, yeah. you know? I mean, like, this is why we can't have nice things, kind of, is too, and look what you made me do, but, like, this one is, like, really about Kanye, but it's about Kanye before we knew the whole picture. So I'm very, very <laughs> interested for the re-record. Yeah, if I could, like, I mean, obviously I have a million things I would want to ask Taylor, but I am very curious about yeah. how she feels about this song now and how she feels also about 20-year-old herself Writing performing it. Performing it, yeah. yeah. Devin, mm-hmm. what's your favorite line in Innocent? It's all right. Just wait and see. Your string of lights is still bright to me. Mm. What you said, th- there are 
lyrical gems and aspects of this song that are like really wonderful and like really good sentiments. And then there's other parts that just are like, eh, it, it's a convoluted kind of song. Yeah. And so I really like that line too. The the ones that are really, I guess, out, when you take them out of context can like kind of work as inspirational quotes. Yeah, there's <laughs> some really, really nice song, like quotes about redemption. Yeah. And like, for the record, I love redemption. Like, I think oh, that's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. Like, I love the like positivity of it i just think it's also very interesting your string of lights is still bright to me and the idea that like she revered him and so like she still felt that way yeah yeah my favorite line is today is never too late to be brand new which you shouted out earlier i think that's an awesome line yeah like across like anything very relatable and just like i like the way she sings it too so yeah i think it's a great line there's a lot of lyrical gems yeah okay Devin. Mm -hmm. from one to ten firefly catching days oh Mm mm-hmm Pretty good one, right? That's good. What do you rate this song? I think I'm going to give it four Firefly Catching Days. I can't say that I'm going to listen to it very much. Yeah. I might feel differently about it when it comes out on the re-record and it feels like it's my version of it and mm. I'll I'll have it in a new context or something yeah, or yeah. maybe she'll speak about it and everything when she releases it or mm. who knows. Yeah. But for the moment, it's just not one that I'm drawn to. I I only really listened to it a couple of times for this episode to talk about it and everything. So yeah, not for me. Yeah. How about you, Gab? From one to 10 Firefly Catching Days. I think I'm going to give it three Firefly Catching Days. Okay. Might be my lowest rating yet. I'm not sure. No, maybe... I don't want to live forever. Was that lower? I think we both gave. Didn't we both give it a two? Yeah, we might have. So maybe not my lowest. I still like that one less. Yeah. I just. Yeah, it's hard, and I. I really, really wonder if I didn't know it was about Kanye, what would I think of this song? Because like you think about the beginning, and she's talking about people being like children, firefly and catching days, and it being easier when you were young and idealistic before the monsters caught up to yeah, you. Yeah. You know, and obviously that's all like kind of like you know fictional lovely ideas you know it's not about Kanye directly any of those verses and so the idea is what's interesting is like thinking about like you're still like that person you were as a child kind of like I don't know I'm trying to think of like what I would think of the song outside of it if the whole song was kind of metaphors and stuff from like childhood yeah like losing your childhood innocence or yeah kind of like never trying to tap back into it yeah I love never grow up and that's on this album. Right. Just, yeah, it's interesting. It's complicated. Listen along with us. Check us out on Instagram at Tata Z Podcast and give us all your thoughts. Seriously, guys, like, we really want to know on this one. I just, I really want to hear from people who relate to this song, who, like, it's one of their favorite songs. I want to have that discourse and understand and, like, understand how you feel about it. So please let us know. And you can also let us know if you agree with us, too. That's totally fine (laughs) as well. And remember, you can find exclusive bonus content on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast or at the link in our bio or podcast description. Please subscribe or follow wherever you're listening to this right now. Yes, and thank you as always to our patrons. You are the best. Yes. Next episode, we'll be covering Invisible from Taylor Swift. Yes. Come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tate Z. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye.